Welcome everyone to the podcast for September the 16th, 2021. And if it sounds like I'm in a car, that's because I'm in a car and I have my air conditioning running while my son's in an appointment and just brought my iPad with me and I decided, well, I'm going to record my podcast while I'm sitting in a car today. So interesting setting for a podcast nonetheless, but uh, granted, it's uh, good to be with you. I, I, I'm sorry I missed last week. Um, just some circumstances that came up, but I'm glad I can do this this week. Um, and, and as a matter of fact, tomorrow, uh, I have a new article coming out. I, I wrote it yesterday, and it's entitled, When We Don't Have the Answers. And uh, I think I'm going to go next week into those two articles a little bit more on our podcast. Um, it, it's an interesting situation when we do have answers. We, we often are relieved. We, we um, search for the right treatment and, and put that into play. But there's times where we don't have the right answers. E- we don't have the answers either. And, and those are times of frustration and confusion and despair. Um, and, and I just want to talk about those things a little bit more next week. So that's going to be next week's podcast. Um, today, I want to get into part three of my testimony, but it looks like um, a time for worship is not going to happen right now um, because it's not going to be playing full uh, songs on that. So right now I'm looking at some other options for that, and I'll get back to you on that. Um, but now let, let me get into part three. And this should be the final part of this testimony. Um, I, I kind of went in last week or a couple weeks ago to to my second back surgery and, and what all that entailed. Um, and, and you know, it's exciting to see how God worked through that. And and I want to start with that today. Um, after my second back surgery, I was uh, laying in a hospital bed at my home. Uh, because we had to set it up so that I could be on one floor. And I was laying there just newly ordained into the ministry. And I thought to myself, how is God going to use me in this condition, in this situation, for his honor and glory? I mean, I was having to relearn how to walk. I was having to... Um, just do things that maybe a little child would do almost. And so I, I just, I could have never imagined how God would have used it. Um, when I did get back up on my feet, um, I was approached by a chaplain. Uh, he was a chaplain of a nursing home and a hospital. And he approached me about possibly getting into doing some chaplaincy ministry at the nursing home. And I thought, well, this, this could be interesting. Um, you know, it, it really wasn't what I wanted at the time. I kind of was hesitant about it, but I said, well, I'll give it a try. And so um, I gave it a try. And at first, it was scary. Um, Every once in a while, you see a dead body covered up in the hallway. And, or a funeral director taking someone out. Or um, someone just 
moaning and pain, um, others that don't even know where they're at. And, and it was a scary situation at first, but God got me into the groove into that ministry. And when he did, the chaplain started to let me go visit on my own. And um, so I did that. I did that for, oh gosh, probably a good year or so. When the Lord gave me the opportunity to be a chaplain at my own nursing home. And so I did that. I preached. I uh, visited the people and got into some relationships with people that they were like my grandparents almost. And, and that was so precious. Um, something about when I was at the nursing home is the fact that these people could relate with me. Um, here I am with a uh, low back that's totally fused. Um, here I am with uh, a cane or a walker. And these people saw that I was hurting, that I dealt with pain, that they could relate with me. And, and when they heard that I was in the nursing home, uh, they, they literally flocked to me. They wanted to talk to me. They wanted to relate with someone from the outside. And that was exciting for me. Just to, just to sum that up, um, that was some of the most fruitful ministry I have ever had in my ministry so far. Uh, so many people came to Christ through that. And, and I, I got to build so many relationships. And sometimes I'd just start with someone that didn't want to talk to a preacher. And I'd just catch them watching a baseball game, for example. And I would run, walk up to them and just say hi. And, you know, start talking to them a little bit about the game. And throughout time, that became um, a relationship. And, and in time, I was able to introduce them to Jesus Christ. So that was exciting. I, I also was a chaplain during that time at an Alzheimer's unit. And man, that was an interesting situation. Um, you know, that was scary. That was really scary for me. And it took a lot of time to adjust to that. But you know, uh, in time, it was exciting to see the people and how they knew the things of God still. They, they didn't know where they were. Many times they didn't know their own name. In the hallway, they'd be screaming vulgar language. And they, they were someone that loved God with all of their heart and soul and mind and strength. But then, when it came to the things of God, they could recite the scripture. They could sing a, a Christian song. It was exciting to see how God still worked through them by the power of the Holy Spirit just because their mind was gone that doesn't mean the Holy Spirit was gone he was still within them and he was going to show his power through our weakness and so that ministry finally came to an end when I moved to Texas in 2012 but to back up a little bit in about 2008 I started experiencing pain again severe pain and this pain was different though uh, this pain was in my hip. This pain was in my groin area. And I didn't know what was going on. So first I went to an orthopedic doctor. And he said, well, we need to do an MRI. So we did an MRI of my back and, and my hip. Because that's what we thought it was. We thought, oh, maybe it's a hip problem. And he came back and he said, you need to go see your neurosurgeon. Um, you have a disc right above where they fused. 
that is bad now. So I went down to the surgeon. He saw the, the films and he said, well, we're going to um, first to please the insurance company. We're going to have to do a shot. And then um, if that don't work, we're going to have to go back in and fuse that area as well. So I had, I remember the day of the, of the shot, I was scared because the last time someone tried to put a needle in my back, they couldn't get it in. But um, I was in so much pain, not from the shot, but from laying in that position while they did the shot, laying on my stomach, that I was soaked in sweat when I was done. That's how painful it was. That's how intense it was on my body. And, uh, and of course, the shot didn't work. So um, I think it was August the 11th of 2009, I ended up having my third back surgery. And they fused that level above where I had the issues. So more recovery, um, but this recovery was a lot easier. Um, I, I, you know, didn't have to relearn how to walk. I, I didn't have to relearn other things, and God was able to to work through that as well. Um, I was in a hospital bed with a with a roommate this time, and he was in severe pain. A young young person like me, and. Uh, he was just asking, you know, me how I got through this. How did I get through dealing with all this pain? And that gave me the opportunity to tell him about Jesus Christ as well. And so I, every time I went to the hospital, I prayed that I could minister to someone. And every time I was in the hospital it, and, and, and for surgery, it happened. So God used these, even these surgeries for his glory. The devil meant it for bad, but God used it and brought people to his kingdom and his self. So I had the third back surgery. I recovered from that. And, you know, my testimony pretty much from there is moved to Texas in 2012 and got into um, a rehab ministry down here with drug and um, alcohol rehab for several years, uh, worked there. And then I started uh, actual pastoral ministry in 2016. Was at a church you know, for five years, and now I'm just about to start a new pastoral position on the 1st of October. So I'm excited about that and how God has worked. And, you know, my testimony is my story of how God worked through my life. But, you know, friends, you can have a testimony too. And many of you do. And it's, it's really important to tell people about your testimony because they need to hear how God has worked in your life. They, they can't see it in the present. They can't see, especially if they don't know the Lord, they can't see through those blinders that are preventing them from seeing the Lord at work. But you know, friends, he is at work in their lives. Um, and we need to share our testimony so that God can work through them and start to pre prepare a testimony in their lives. And it's just as important for a testimony as to live in that in the present and show people 
that I'm going to live out my faith. I'm not going to just talk about it, but I'm going to live and show Jesus Christ shining through my life. And you know, how does this all come down to deal with disability? Because just as 2 Corinthians says, it's my ministry verse, God will show his strength through our weakness. Paul pleaded for them to, for the Lord to take that thorn away, whatever it was. And three times God, the Lord said, nope, I'm not doing it. Because my power will be made manifest. It will be made known through your weakness. And that's exactly what's happened in my life. God has made his power known through my weakness, through my um, mortality, so to speak, through my being a human being. And so, you know, he could do that in your life too, just if we know him as our Lord and Savior. And so I just uh, ask you today to tell people your testimony if you have one. If you don't know the Lord, get to know him. You know, you can pray that prayer that I'm a sinner and that I believe in you and that I confess you. And, you know, that will allow you to have those blinders off to begin your testimony in your life. And so that's my testimony, though. It, uh, it's, I hope it's blessed you. I hope it's encouraged you along with, as you deal with disabilities. Because, you know, disabilities are not easy to deal with. Even with the Lord walking by our side, they're not easy. There's days where we just feel like we can't get out of bed. There's days where we're in a lot of pain. There's days that are depressing. There's days that make us anxious. And, you know, my friends, it, we just have to trust in the Lord. We have to um, allow Him to guide us and to love us and to let him know that we're just human and we have our our weakness we have our times where we just don't trust him enough and uh you know we're going to talk sometime about the church and disability and and i'm going to do a, uh, maybe a couple podcasts on that because that's going to be uh, a topic that we need to address. And so I'm going to close this podcast here. And uh, we're at that 15 minute point. And I don't like going over that really. But I hope this has blessed you. I hope that you will um, take this and, and, you know, allow it to uh, de- allow it to show people your testimony. And if you don't have one, allow them, allow the Lord to start making one in your life. Have a great day, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Well, good morning, everyone. This is Pastor Charles, and it's good to be back with you on our podcast, um, you know, the Hope Through Disability podcast, and we hope that through this ministry, you're finding some hope um, that that there is hope in this and that God is in it, even though sometimes it does not seem like it. And today we're going to talk about invisible disabilities because this week is Invisible Disability Week. And so before we get started, I, I need to apologize that I haven't been with you the past few weeks. Things have been 
really hectic around the household, a lot of appointments and a lot of dealing with other things that needed to be dealt with, but here we are again. So um, we're glad to be with you this morning. Uh, so let, let's just get right into it. What is an invisible disability? That I get. I guess we need to get that terminology out of the way before we can even move forward. An invisible disability is simply something that cannot, a disability that cannot be seen with the naked eye. Um, a lot of people, and I, I would have to think, I haven't looked up the statistics, but I would think a vast majority of people have invisible disabilities. And, you know, these invisible disabilities are something that affect people in so many ways. They affect them physically um, because you, you just can't see them. Um, you know, they're, they're invisible. Um, and especially emotionally. That, that's really an aspect I want to look at with this today. Um, emotionally, this affects people in so many ways. Um, I don't know how many of you, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a poll today because I, I'm interested to see how many have had these issues. But going to a grocery store, for example, and you're parked in a handicapped spot. Now me, I've had a handicapped placard since I was 20-some years old. And all of a sudden, someone comes up to you and says, well, why do you have this handicapped placard? Well, I'm disabled. Well, what's your disability? You know, I, I'm overweight, of course. And, and that's the first thing they will look at. They will say, it's because you're overweight. And I could tell them, no. Um, you know, have you uh, had three back surgeries and have a fused back and have drop foot that affects your balance every day and you can't walk very long? That, that will usually shut them up, but I've had a couple of times before where I've actually had to pull out a picture and show them why I was disabled. And you know, it's, it's pathetic that people will judge people by the way they look. It goes into that, that saying, don't judge a book by its cover. We, we as people do not need to judge people with disabilities by what we see on the outside. For example, if I, I wear a brace on my left foot because I have drop foot, as I talked about with, with my testimony several weeks ago. If, if I wear shorts, fine, people can see my brace. You know, they see that I'm disabled, that I have something going on. But if I don't wear shorts and I wear pants, for example, they, can, they can't see that I'm disabled. Even though there's metal throughout my back, it's invisible. I have a brace on, it's visible, but it's invisible because they can't see it. And so they're going to judge me. They're going to say, well, why are you disabled? What is your problem? And it's come down to the point before where I've actually had someone pinpoint me, corner me in a parking spot and, and harass me because I was parked in a handicapped spot and he insisted that I should not have a handicapped placard. It's gotten that bad before. Thankfully, I had a way out or that could have gotten a lot worse. So, my friends, this is something that is crazy in this world today. 
But I come to you to tell you that we don't need to judge a book by its cover. Um, I think, personally, it's, it's not even okay to ask questions. You just need to trust that these people are doing the right thing. Number one, it's none of our business what someone else's disability is. Some people are very reluctant. Some people are emotionally scarred by their disability. Like, I won't, I won't be ashamed to say I deal with depression and anxiety because of my disability. It's plain and simple. I just do. Um, but, you know, people are scarred by these disabilities. And who knows what would happen if someone approaches someone and starts harassing them. That could get to a point where I, I, I bet it's happened before where a gun's been pulled. Um, you know? The, the situation where I was cornered, I was scared to death. I didn't know what the guy was going to do. But thankfully, I had a spot where I could pull out in the front and get, her, get out and around so he couldn't keep me pinned in my parking spot. But these invisible disabilities are real. And, I, and I'm glad we have a week throughout the year that's called Invisible Disabilities Week. Because we need to recognize the fact that there are some disabilities that are invisible. There are some disabilities out there that people cannot see. There's, you know, even emotional disabilities. And I don't think this goes into the fact of that they need a handicap placard for emotional disabilities. But uh, nonetheless, there, there's still the thing of bringing emotional support dogs into stores and, and other buildings. Um, and people saying, well, why do you need this dog with you? I don't see anything wrong with you. You're not blind. They don't, they don't see the invisible illness that's going on in the mind. They don't see the fact that this invisible illness of depression or anxiety or schizophrenia is going on in this person's mind. So we need to understand that there is invisible disabilities out there. And as disabled people, we most certainly need to be alert of that and we need to be compassionate for other people. There, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit... There's been times where I've I've been in my car and I've seen someone parked there and walk into the store perfectly fine. And I say, well, why do they need a disability placard? Why are they parked in that handicapped spot? I'm guilty of it. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I need to repent of that as my, myself and, and just say, I need to trust them. The doctor gave them that for some reason. None of my business. But he gave that to them. And, you know, it's... It's, uh, it's interesting, but you know, you might want to know, but it's none of our business and we just need to trust them. So this invisible disability affects us. It can even affect us spiritually. You know, if people keep on hounding on you, what does it do with our trust in God? You know, we, we hope people know the Lord. We hope people will be compassionate towards us as Jesus was to us by suffering and dying on the cross for us. But but I'm gonna be honest with you, a lot of people aren't compassionate. And in this town I live in, I find that out day in and day out. There's people with road rage, there's people just flipping other people off and swearing at them. Uh, there's other people that just are crazy, are maniacs. And they just don't care about other people. They would rather start that fight at the handicapped spot than to trust you. And it's very sad. 
It really is. But we just need to trust the Lord and say, Lord, I need to look at my own disability. I, I need to focus on my, my own disability, on myself, and not worry about other people. Do we, do we show compassion and love to them? Absolutely. Do we, if, they, if they want to talk about it, are we there to help them? Yes, we are. But at the same point, we need to uh, let them talk about it. Let them open up the conversation so that we can uh, allow them to show us what it truly is to be compassionate, to be open and listening to what they have to say trying to think if I missed anything with this you know it's such a it's such a touchy topic for some people will even wonder why we even have a week like this every year and I've posted I've had some articles posted from that I found and I've tried to keep them short so you wouldn't take up much of your time but go on the blog this week and read those um, they're very interesting I, I tried to hit it on the spiritual aspect and on on just a realistic aspect. Some of them are secular articles, but they're very good, and I think they'll help you out a lot. I, I read through them, and I prayed about them and stuff before I posted them, and I think those were some of the best ones I found that were on the Internet. Um, you know, there's so many ministries that don't even celebrate this Invisible Disabilities Week. They're out there trying to help people with disabilities, and there's not really many of them. You know, I searched the internet when I started this ministry. I found one other ministry that dealt with disabilities. And, and they're more, if, if I named them, you'd know who they are. But they're more focused towards one certain disability. And so, you know, we this ministry is so needed today. We need to have a ministry that helps these people because we are these people. I'm one of you. I understand what you're going through. And so we just need to trust God with it and how hopefully he'll, and we know that he will help us through it. So with this Invisible um, Disabilities Week, we, you know, start promoting this stuff on your Facebook page, on social media, and share share my share my blog, share my, um, my podcast today. Please do. I, I need more people to listen to this. Um, it's it's that important that people listen to this, and hopefully that they'll find out. And, and even people that don't have disabilities, share this one especially, because they need to find out that there are a lot of people with disabilities that can't be seen. And so that kind of wraps up this week. Um, what I had to talk about, and next week I'm actually going to get into a different topic. And that is a journey that I'm going on right now. And, and that journey is on weight loss. You know, we need to take care of ourselves physically, but how do we do that when we have a disability? It's so hard. I, you know, me personally, I can't exercise much because if I do, the, if, I, if I do, I might risk myself falling. Um, I could do water walking, but the gym membership is so high you can't afford it. So, so how do we take care of ourselves when we have a disability? That's going to be next week's topic. And I'm going to talk a little bit about this beginning journey that I'm on with this weight loss. I, I, I'm excited about it, and I'll tell you a little bit about what's going on there. Um, so that, and if you follow my Facebook page, and I'll post even some of the stuff on my blog, 
um, I'll be happy to show you how things are going along with that. I'll, I'll update you from time to time. So stay tuned for next week's podcast. And um, I hope that you have a great rest of your Invisible Disabilities Week. And share this and show people that that compassion and love, even when it doesn't look like they have a disability. So until next time, we'll see you later. and Have a great week. everyone this is pastor charles and it's good to be back with you on our podcast um you know the hope through disability podcast and we hope that through this ministry you're finding some hope um that that there is hope in this and that god is in it even though sometimes it does not seem like it and today we're going to talk about invisible disabilities because this week is invisible disability week And so before we get started, I I need to apologize that I haven't been with you the past few weeks. Things have been really hectic around the household, a lot of appointments and a lot of dealing with other things that needed to be dealt with. But here we are again. So um, we're glad to be with you this morning. Uh, So let's just get right into it. What is an invisible disability? I I guess we need to get that terminology out of the way before we can even move forward. An invisible disability is simply something that cannot, a disability that cannot be seen with the naked eye. Um, A lot of people, and I I would have to think, I haven't looked up the statistics, but I would think a vast majority of people have invisible disabilities. And, you know, these invisible disabilities are something that affect people in so many ways. They affect them physically. Um, because you, you just can't see them. Um, you know, they're, they're invisible. Um, and especially emotionally. That, that's a really an aspect I want to look at with this today. Um, emotionally, this affects people in so many ways. Um, I don't know how many of you, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a poll today because I, I'm interested to see how many have had these issues. But... Going to a grocery store, for example, and you're parked in a handicapped spot. Now me, I've had a handicapped placard since I was 20-some years old. And all of a sudden, someone comes up to you and says, well, why do you have this handicapped placard? Well, I'm disabled. Well, what's your disability? You know, I'm overweight, of course. And, And that's the first thing they will look at. They will say, it's because you're overweight. And I could tell them no. Um, you know, have you uh, had three back surgeries and have a fused back and have drop foot that affects your balance every day and you can't walk very long? That that will usually shut them up. But I've had a couple of times before where I've actually had to pull out a picture and show them why I was disabled. And you know, it's it's pathetic that people will judge people by the way they look. It, it goes into that, that saying, don't judge a book by its cover. We, we as people do not need to judge people with disabilities by what we see on the outside. 
For example, if I, I wear a brace on my left foot because I have drop foot, as I talked about with, with my testimony several weeks ago. If, if I wear shorts, fine, people can see my brace. You know, they see that I'm disabled, that I have something going on. But if I don't wear shorts and I wear pants, for example, they, can, they can't see that I'm disabled. Even though there's metal throughout my back, it's invisible. I have a brace on. It's visible, but it's invisible because they can't see it. And so they're going to judge me. They're going to say, well, why are you disabled? What is your problem? And it's come down to the point before where I've actually had someone pinpoint me, corner me in a parking spot and and harass me because I was parked in a handicap spot and he insisted that I should not have a handicap placard. It's gotten that bad before. Thankfully, I had a way out or that could have gotten a lot worse. So, my friends, this is something that is crazy in this world today. But I come to you to tell you that we don't need to judge a book by its cover. Um, I think, personally... It's, it's not even okay to ask questions. You just need to trust that these people are doing the right thing. Number one, it's none of our business what someone else's disability is. Some people are very reluctant. Some people are emotionally scarred by their disability. Like, I, I, won't, I won't be ashamed to say I deal with depression and anxiety because of my disability. It's plain and simple. I just do. Um, but, you know... People are scarred by these disabilities. And who knows what would happen if someone approaches someone and starts harassing them. That could get to a point where I, I bet it's happened before where a gun's been pulled. Um, you know, the, the situation where I was cornered, I was scared to death. I didn't know what the guy was going to do. But thankfully, I had a spot where I could pull out in the front and get, get out and around so he couldn't keep me pinned in my parking spot. But these invisible disabilities are real. And, I, and I'm glad we have a week throughout the year that's called Invisible Disabilities Week. Because we need to recognize the fact that there are some disabilities that are invisible. There are some disabilities out there that people cannot see. There's, you know, even emotional disabilities. And I don't think this goes into the fact of that they need a handicap placard for emotional disabilities, but... Uh, nonetheless, there, there's still the thing of bringing emotional support dogs into stores and, and other buildings. Um, and people saying, well, why do you need this dog with you? I don't see anything wrong with you. You're not blind. They don't, they don't see the invisible illness that's going on in the mind. They don't see the fact that this invisible illness of depression or anxiety or schizophrenia is going on in this person's mind. So we need to understand that there is invisible disabilities out there. And as disabled people, we most certainly need to be alert of that and we need to be compassionate for other people. There I'm gonna I'm gonna admit, there's been times where I've I've been in my car and I've seen someone parked there and walk into the store perfectly fine. And I say, well, why do they need a disability placard? Why are they parked in that handicapped spot? I'm guilty of it. I'm I'm not gonna lie. 
I, I need to repent of that as my myself and, and just say, I need to trust them. The doctor gave them that for some reason, none of my business, but he gave that to them. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting, but you know, you might want to know, but it's none of our business and we just need to trust them. So this invisible disability affects us. It can even affect us spiritually. You know, if people keep on hounding on you, what does it do with our trust in God? You know, we we hope people know the Lord. We hope people will be compassionate towards us as Jesus was to us by suffering and dying on the cross for us. But, but I'm going to be honest with you, a lot of people aren't compassionate. And in this town I live in, I find that out day in and day out. There's people with road rage. There's people just flipping other people off and swearing at them. Uh, there's other people that just are crazy, are maniacs. And they just don't care about other people. They would rather start that fight at the handicap spot than to trust you. And, it, and it's very sad. It really is. But we just need to trust the Lord and say, Lord, I need to look at my own disability. I, I need to focus on my, my own disability, on myself, and not worry about other people. Do we, do we show compassion and love to them? Absolutely. Do we, if, they, if they want to talk about it, are we there to help them? Yes, we are. But at the same point, we need to uh, let them talk about it. Let them open up the conversation so that we can uh, allow them to show us what it truly is to be compassionate, to be open and listening to what they have to say trying to think if I missed anything with this you know it's such a it's such a touchy topic for some people will even wonder why we even have a week like this every year and I've posted I've had some articles posted from that found and I've tried to keep them short so you wouldn't take up much of your time but go on the blog this week and read those um they're very interesting I I tried to hit it on the spiritual aspect and on on just a realistic aspect. Some of them are secular articles, but they're very good, and I think they'll help you out a lot. I, I read through them, and I prayed about them and stuff before I posted them, and I think those were some of the best ones I found that were on the Internet. Um, you know, there's so many ministries that don't even celebrate this Invisible Disabilities Week. They're out there trying to help people with disabilities, and there's not really many of them. You know, I searched the internet when I started this ministry. I found one other ministry that dealt with disabilities. And, and they're more, fo if, if I named them, you'd know who they are. But they're more focused towards one certain disability. And so, you know, we this ministry is so needed today. We need to have a ministry that helps these people because we are these people. I'm one of you. I understand what you're going through. And so we just need to trust God with it and how hopefully he'll, and we know that he will help us through it. So with this Invisible um, Disabilities Week, we, you know, start promoting this stuff on your Facebook page, on social media, and share share my share my blog, share my, um, my podcast today. Please do, I, I need more people to listen to this. 
Um, it's, it's that important that people listen to this. And hopefully that they'll find out, and, and even people that don't have disabilities, share this one especially. Because they need to find out that there are a lot of people with disabilities that can't be seen. And so that kind of wraps up this week, um, what I had to talk about. And next week, I'm actually going to get into a different topic. And that is a journey that I'm going on right now. And, and that journey is on weight loss. You know, we need to take care of ourselves physically. But how do we do that when we have a disability? It's so hard. I, you know, me personally, I can't exercise much. Because if I do, the, if, I, if I do, I might risk myself falling. Um, I could do water walking, but the gym membership is so high you can't afford it. So, so how do we take care of ourselves when we have a disability? That's going to be next week's topic. And I'm going to talk a little bit about this beginning journey that I'm on with this weight loss. I, I, I'm excited about it, and I'll tell you a little bit about what's going on there. Um, so that, and if you follow my Facebook page, and I'll post even some of the stuff on my blog, um, I'll be happy to show you how things are going along with that. I'll, I'll update you from time to time. So stay tuned for next week's podcast. And um, I hope that you have a great rest of your Invisible Disabilities Week. And share this and show people that that compassion and love, even when it doesn't look like they have a disability. So until next time, we'll see you later and have a great week. <laughs>